0: Welcome to the Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. Victor! And uh, Colton Duffy.
1: This is Victor, and now that they're all done stalking me from a restaurant while I play the same song over three hours on the jukebox, I'm joined by Colton.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: And Aaron and Dale from the Deeply Discussing Dexter Podcast. Aaron and Dale, what's up?
2: Hey, everybody. Hello, I am Dale. And, and I'm Aaron. Not this guy.
1: <laughs> so we started... I'm, we Dale. Started
3: I'm just li- uh, hanging out here with Yvonne. <laughs> Yvonne, how you doing? Yvonne. Pretty messed up, man.
1: <laughs> so we started a live stream with season eight. And for the most part, I guess it's something that's skippable. This episode... <laughs>
4: Don't don't definite, it.
1: <laughs> Don't you have to watch you just have to see it's just worth it to see it I don't even want to I actually want to incentivize people having to come watch the live stream because it is <laughs> it's just too good like I, I it's it's a it's a joke that won't be spoken about but just come 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 see this when you listen to this episode. So Aaron and Dale of the Deeply Discussing Dexter podcast, when did you guys finish that pod? They obviously discussed the Dexter series like we're doing. When did you guys finish season eight?
0: Although way you more remember? professionally than us. <laughs> I
1: believe it was 2019, um, yeah. early 2019, because
3: we uh, we transitioned from, from Deeply Discussing Dexter to um, a weekly podcast book club type of podcast where we talk about movies called Deeply Discussing Movies. Um, And uh, that happened in 2019 and was supposed to be uh, us mainly talking about streaming stuff. And then right as we started making that podcast live and available to people, all the theaters shut down. Uh, (laughs) So uh, that, that was kind of that, that's kind of how i remember the timing of it so it was it was either beginning in 2019 beginning of 2020 that we finished it i think we started in 2018 so
1: why dexter did you start <laughs> doing that that this series
0: was was dexter's y'all's uh, first your first podcast uh it
3: was not my I, first one but it was the first one that i moderated um and sort of ran myself i i Done tech work for some other folks as podcasts, okay. Um, mostly in an audio capacity. Um, audio and video editing are kind of my thing. Um, but uh, as far as Dexter goes, um, so I had uh, Brooke, who was on uh, our podcast with us. It was there were four of us. It was Aaron, Brooke, uh, Zach, and myself. Um, Brooke and I went to high school together and ended up watching season eight sort of live together. Uh, We would essentially, we didn't live in the same anywhere near each other. We lived hundreds of miles apart. We would watch it. And then we would get on Facebook messenger and just, just drill into the episode for all of season eight. And so I came up with this idea. I got Amazon had like a deal on the blu-ray of all eight seasons of dexter it was like well i don't really need to own all of dexter but it was cheap enough that it was actually cheaper to just buy the whole series instead of just the seasons that i cared about but um, don't
2: need to and, own
4: it all
3: and i wanted um what i was looking for originally with that was was um special features particularly commentaries i really love going into commentaries. It's one of the only reasons I still do any physical media. Um, the Dexter series has nothing.
4: They have just one, right?
3: A bunch of nothing. They do a couple in season one and then yeah. that's it. They never do it yeah. again. Um, there's one with the cast and one with like the executive producers in season one. And that is all two episodes out of the 96. So I came to Brooke and I was like, Hey, what do you think about talking about this again? And Aaron and I were involved in another show that I was doing, which was an in the car YouTube movie review show where we would see new releases at the sneak preview Thursday nights and upload it before anybody else saw it so that we could talk about this. So I got Aaron in from that and I got Zach in from that. And, uh, and we were like, okay, are we really going to take on 96 episodes of television and (laughs) and put them out every week and record them and put ourselves through all of this again. It was like, well, let's, let's, let's do a pilot episode. Let's, let's do the, do the first one and see how it goes. And we watched the pilot and we were like, yeah, this'll be great. (laughs) This is fun. And um,
2: it was so fresh and so new and we didn't know what we were getting into. (laughs) Yeah. And God help us. Um, all
3: four of us stuck through it. We were there every single episode, all four, um, did all 96 plus a couple of extra ones. Um, I think we did for season one, we did a, a season recap or a season, you know, okay. round table at the end of it. And then we were like, <laughs> we don't need to do extra, extra lifting, <laughs> uh, anymore, but we did do one at the end of the, of the series as well. And, uh, Um, posted like a tie-in to the movie podcast where someone asked the question you just asked on the movie podcast. It's like, why did you guys spend two years talking about Dexter? So I answered that and that ended up being like the last thing that's currently on our podcast. But
2: um, one of the beautiful things about our podcast was um, our friend Zach had never seen the last, what three
3: seasons it was more than that. I think he had stopped after season two or three.
2: Oh, okay. So a lot of oh, it was new wow. to him. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't we have
3: were... Showtime all through that period. So like, I think he lost Showtime after season three with Jimmy Smiths, and th- like that's all he would talk about was like, I just I saw through Jimmy Smiths, and that that's it. It's like, oh, okay. But well, we so... need somebody fresh to come look at this, and that was part of the fun too. Was watching him squirm his way through it so
2: so yeah so so they had me dale and brooke completely jaded and broken then we had zach who was like you know that wasn't bad it wasn't bad it was fine it was fine and then by the by season seven he's like oh dear god oh
3: god guys i can't with (laughs) the show anymore
1: So the, let me ask you guys. Since we obviously you guys we all know about the reboot coming up, do you guys plan to tackle that as well?
3: well yeah, that's yeah. our plan. Um, oh, cut that, him off! We can't
0: have him on Victor. Cut up now. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. We'll talk to you later. Well, that's our
4: plan, and
3: and, and maybe you know you guys could give us some. I mean, I was going to ask you back the same question: what, why you guys are doing Dexter, um, but also. If you wouldn't mind because um, one of the things that that's um a challenge for us is that uh we with with both of the the deeply podcast the dexter one and the movie one um we we bank a bunch of episodes so mm-hmm. that if we have a week where people are out on vacation you know especially with the dexter one where all you had to be the four of us sure um we would bank up a bunch of episodes and then you know, start releasing when we were two or three months into recording. Right. Um, with the new series, it's, it's a real, it's, it's tough to decide whether we should let it all come out and then go into the studio and talk about it or whether we should try and do it week to week. And then if we do it week to week, should we release it week to week? And like, right. Do we make that work? And, um, and yeah, trying to juggle that with the other podcast is going to be challenging. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I'll let I'll let Colton chime in around the time he comes in. But basically, <laughs> I started. I had a six feet under podcast that I started <laughs> myself. Oh God, four five years ago now. Fantastic. And tor- towards the end, it is. Uh, yeah, towards the so end good. of the six feet under podcast, at the time, <clears throat> my girlfriend, now my wife. Um, she was like it, it was kind of like, "Hey, I kind of want to get in on this." And I always liked Dexter. It's just one of those shows I like. Sure. And I said, "Oh, kind of like how you guys had it." She had never seen it. All she knew was Lumberjack. Cuz that that's kind of like oh. what if you don't if you don't watch Dexter, that's like the pop culture thing, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, we had a thing going for seasons 1 through 4 like she'd never seen it. So, we're watching the end of season 4 and we're all like, "Oh my god." I can't wait to hear how she responds and everything. Mm-hmm. She couldn't have not had a more lukewarm re- reaction. She was like, cool, cool. Rita's dead. And we're, and we're all sitting there. We're all sitting there like, Rita, like, oh, my God. And she's like, cool. Yeah. Like, what are we eating for dinner? Um, so she kind of got <laughs> soured on the show. She was just like, I'm not buying it. And I get that. Like, you know, there's Dexter is one of those things. Right. Um, and I'll never forget. we were out for New Year's dinner. And I was like, so, we, we were gonna we stopped season four, we got married, and then we were gonna continue. And then we said, um I was I like, hey, that
3: your relationship would end if he got to <laughs> season
1: five. So I I basically faked my death, moved to Oregon. <laughs> and, <you> know,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I'll never forget. It, this is it's so funny how this go, I could remember this. We were sitting at New Year's. We went out to eat before the ball drop and i was like hey so do you really not want to do this podcast anymore she's like not really i was like you know what can i tell you how it ends she's like sure so i'm like all right there's barrel girls right and <laughs> do you know tom hanks okay you know tom hanks right he do you know edward james almost he's not real but he's okay so there's you know <laughs> so i'm like and i was like as it's coming out of my mouth i'm like wow I, I think I have uh, – so Pandemic happened. I did season five by myself. I just clipped a bunch of crazy audio. Yeah. Doing something by yourself is one of the hardest things ever to do. Mm. Um, if you're just talking to yourself like a madman, kind of like I'm doing right now. Season five, I stopped. And I, I think it's, there's an episode out there. I was like, I'm done. I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm out. There is,
0: <laughs> there is, there there is a hundred percent. I will I will go ahead and interrupt him because this is actually where I come in. So yeah. he releases an episode. I I learned I I had a podcast uh, prior to this uh, bootlegging. A, it was a, a Boardwalk Empire podcast, right? I learned how to do podcasting from Victor um, due to his six feet under. I had done like some like um, listening in and learning and stuff like that. So. I did that podcast. That podcast ended, and he was ending his. And he was—he's just—he has this episode that's just like, "Look, guys, I never thought I would do this. I'm not doing the last season. This is kind of what I think of it. It sucks." Into the episode, thanks for listening, everybody. And that was it. And so, like, I—I I have become friends with Victor over the years. Um, because of podcasting and stuff like that, I've actually met him in real life, and I'm like sending him a message, and I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck? You can't end your episodes like this. Like, you gotta like go through." it, And he's just like, "Nah, dude, I'm done. I can't do it anymore." He's like, "Thanks for kind of giving it in to me, but I just can't do it." I was like, "All right, well, I think you should do the last season, no matter what. You have to do it." They then announced this new stuff, and he's messaging me. He's like, "Hey, bro, you want to do this season? Let's go." <laughs> so, what was you know what's you're crazy? welcome. <laughs>
4: What was, what
1: was what was crazy in that um i forget her name amy 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 on the facebook she'll she'll she pointed it out to me in that i was like a beaten down man in that last episode i was like guys listen i, I don't i don't want to do this any anymore like whatever and i was like i don't want to hear anything about they're bringing dexter back it's never gonna happen i guess if the show comes back i'll do it and then like the next – so if you're listening like to our episodes in order, next episode is like,
0: guess what, motherfuckers? This is <laughs> – this is – this and we're back.
1: So
3: you made your own surprise motherfucker. It
0: about. literally he, – he releases that last episode and I'm giving him shit and I don't even think it was two days later Showtime announces it. It's like all within one week. That's, That's the crazy made. part of it. It was like all in like this one week period. And he's just messaging me. He's like, hey, you're going to do this podcast for me? I was like, dude, I think I'd like to, but let me do it. Nah, man, clear your schedule. We're doing this, bitch. Let's go. How many
3: seasons did you do by yourself? Victor? Just
1: one. I just did season five by myself. I split it up. It's when the pandemic first hit. Yeah. And I was like, this seems like a good idea. And it took me hours talking to myself, cutting clips and whatnot. And then yeah. I was like I'm out it was I tried good to do stuff it was six.
0: really good quality stuff like it was I
1: tried to do season six and I remember typing notes and I was like no <laughs> I was just like nope like I'm out if there's a point to nope that's the point yeah.
2: we you know like uh, we were talking before we started recording um, you know we we started off season one man it got so good we're like oh yeah this is this is such a good show. Gosh, I loved it. And then we got to season six, and we're just like, man, <laughs> we went, they got well, us. We went they from got us. like two we went from like two hour discussions to about twenty minute discussions, and 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 the rest of the time we're like, why are we still watching this? This is the yeah. worst thing ever happened. That watch. was,
3: I mean, we were ramming like we were doing like two episode recordings a night <laughs> at that point, and wrapping in forty five minutes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and just like. The, Thanks, the car was still running. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> like when when Rita died, when Rita died, the show just like it changed. It uh, it, it completely changed. Um, all you you had all kinds of backstage turmoil. You had Michael C Hall and Jennifer Carpenter getting married. You had Michael C Hall going through chemo uh, early on in season five. Um,
3: well, you also had like the entire creative staff leave the show change.
4: after season. Well, after. You
0: had Michael C Hall and and Jennifer getting married. Then you had Michael C Hall and Jennifer getting divorced. <laughs> like, so and that, that's obviously issues as well. Like, you have a whole lot going, and then not including the writing force, the production yeah. staff, and the showrunner see, left. Yeah, like, that's a big deal,
1: Clyde Phil. Yeah,
2: season six was such a uh, perfect storm of just absolute horribleness like it was just so bad there, I, I can't think of a redeeming thing that happens in season six
1: so let me ask you because this was this popped up on Reddit this week and like I don't want this to extend into our like entire episode discussion but like like if 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 you can condense it into like 30 seconds as I throw this question out to you what season do you think is better season six or season eight season eight Wow. Season. Col- season
0: Colton? Life. I'm actually going to go with uh, I'm going to go with season 6.
1: Yeah, I'm season. Oh my god, this is a Dexter podcast showdown. Victory Colton because- versus Aaron. and Dan. Okay, yeah,
0: no, I don't want to he didn't he didn't explain his reasoning. I don't want to explain, no, no, mine, I, know, I guess. I, I don't want to be like that guy like, "Well, this is the reason why."
1: Yeah. You know, so I'll I'll throw it out there and then we we can go off. I thought the only thing season 6 season 8 has better than season 6 is season 8 starts off stronger like the, the first few episodes you're like mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. by the point that we're at right now this is uh, and i'm repeating myself clarify, if you answered
3: the question which is better right mm-hmm.
1: yeah you guys you guys both said season 8 we said season, season 6
3: better and you say season 6 is better okay yeah,
1: yeah. um I think there's so much bad after like episode four to eight, t- four through twelve. Basically, if like my my crowning, my my like what, my, what card I would hold up, why this shit has gotten so lazy towards the end. I'm not saying season six isn't. I just think it's crazy lazy where we're at right now. Like,
3: well, and, and what we're to about your... to talk
1: about is going to be insane.
3: So I can say <laughs> the the best thing to me about season six. Was that they had some really cool art direction in the way that they displayed the bodies?
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: of the everything else about the Colin Hanks and and Edward James Edward, almost. James almost. Edward James almost. You know he's he's not Edward James he's Edward James almost. Um, <laughs> everything else about the villain is is horrible in that sure. that season, but. Particularly, I think one of the most striking images from... Uh, so I'm defending your guys' season now. Um, one of the most striking images from Dexter is the horses with the half-mannequin, half-people yeah. thing on it. Yeah. I think that was really strong. Um, and yeah, I, I I could get into my reasons for why I think season eight is better. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really... It's, it's really a race to the bottom. It's, it's who's sure. the king the yeah. trash pile with those two. Yeah. So.
0: No, if – okay, it, to give like – if season eight was – and I guess it's technically not the last season now, so I'm, I may in a way change my mind later. I don't know if I will or not because it is kind of still the last season. But I think the reason I put eight so much lower than six is because it was the last season. I guess I'm expecting so much more out of it. Like if if there was a, if this was season seven and then there was something else after this, I may look at this season different. But it was like this is your final moment. This is the last chapter. Y- you you you've got to end this. And, and kind of what like Victor is saying, this is what you're ending on. It's this, you yeah, know. Yeah. If I if I put all of which is a bias, hatred, on my end,
3: so if, if I put all of the hatred for the finale onto season eight, then it's easy to make it the worst right it's it's easy to take the finale and just spread that out and say season eight's the worst because of the finale um but i don't i don't extend it that bad and dexter has had some garbage finales in its
4: past (laughs) oh yes
3: yes. (laughs) garbage season finales in its past like two terrible um there's there's plenty of bad ones out there so
1: so with, with with that being said, debating what's ta- I'm sorry I'm sorry I am sorry did not mean to cut you off, Aaron. Did you have something to add on that? I,
2: I was going to say one, one of the big things that that you can hold against season eight is if you watched it while it was happening, um, and the reason being, the biggest reason season eight was so was was viewed so badly is at the same exact time. Yes, yes. was
4: yes.
2: in the same time and slot went out on the highest of highs
4: right, and, right.
2: And when you have your finale airing you, you've got Breaking Bad's finale versus Dexter's finale on the same exact night at the same exact yeah. time
3: Brooke and I were oh, watching yeah. Breaking Bad live and then watching Dexter from DVR and then having our late night what the fuck Dexter conversation yeah <laughs>
2: It was it was rough, man. Like you- I was watching both, and it was just like this is the worst thing. Dexter should just have not aired tonight. They should have- <laughs> You, you <laughs> guys so, are familiar with the Monday.
1: You guys are familiar with Reddit, right? Like you know what? When I when I talk about okay, yeah. and I'm only bringing this up because our guest last week brought this up, and it it it's one of like the funniest thing. I feel like it's like a piece of Dexter trivia now. On the night of the Dexter finale, this is again. He brought this to our attention last week. Yeah. Up until they announced the new season of New Blood, the highest-rated post on the Dexter Reddit thread sub was someone posted... Uh, so they were, they were a week apart. So the, the finales didn't air on the same week. The second-to-last episode of Breaking Bad happened on the same night of the Dexter finale. So like we all waited one week for the finale. On the night of the Dexter finale someone posted an episode discussion of uh, Granite State, which was the second-to-last episode of Breaking Bad, and it was the number one post on the Dexter sub up until, like, (laughs) whatever, a year or so ago and change. That's just... That's so telling, and you're so right about its moment of time in history of, like, where... What it was contrasted to. Um, With that being said, do you guys have high hopes for New Blood, like, are you in are you like we're we're excited for it because mm-hmm. we're sort of like leading right into it and like we're I, I think uh, I don't know Colton if I speak for you cautiously optimistic
4: yeah that's I'd say where that, I'm yeah. at
1: as
3: well I'm gonna let Aaron go first here
2: I want to believe like I, I really <laughs> do. I, I want to believe that Dexter can be what it was but uh man not like no. it is Aaron I've been hurt before. (laughs) Michael C. Hall is such a fantastic actor. And and they managed to get Jennifer Jennifer Carpenter back. Right. And uh, they've got Clancy Brown coming in as a supposed villain. Dexter versus the Kurgan. Like it's not in this. I swear to God. (laughs) On paper, it looks so good. But after watching the, I watched uh, both of the trailers. They released the teaser right. and the full, full-length trailer, and I just can't help but think, like, man, you know, maybe they should have retconned some stuff. Uh... Go back and and like, no, no, let's just let's go back and, and remove that. So I've been I've been
3: pretty guarded about it, uh, but I, I I do think that bringing Clyde Phillips back and, and trying to do 10 episodes is smart. I think, Um, you know, not, not making it as uh, not making it as like, let's make a better finale, but making it as it's its own kind of side story thing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or or epilogue to the story thing makes sense. Um, And I like the idea of Clyde Phillips returning because his, seasons were obviously on a better keel. Um, It's also good that Showtime has had these past eight years to figure out that running Dexter into the ground was a mistake um, so that they don't try and do the same thing again and hamstring the writers the way that they did with the regular show. Um, I, I watched uh, the episode you guys did two episodes ago. Um, the last one you did without a guest, and you were talking about the guest. And I ended up watching his video um, based on your guys' suggestion. But uh, I didn't actually. I haven't watched the trailer that you guys are all talking about. That apparently has Harrison at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, or what might be Harrison at right. the end of it. Um, so I heard you guys talking about that because I think that had just dropped right before that episode you recorded. And you sure. actually spent, I think, more time talking about that than, the, uh, than episode seven or whatever <laughs> it was. That but uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm optimistic that it cannot make it worse. It cannot make it worse. It's not going to fix the show, but it can be its own standalone thing that that I can, I can be interested in as a fan of Michael C. Hall and a fan of Clyde Phillips and the returning cast.
1: Okay. It's something I haven't considered. Can it make it worse? You would have to think there's enough brain trust there that at worst, it's as on par with season eight. Like, that's something I didn't even think about. Like, can we further damage... <laughs> Our Dexter well, so like, reputation. Is thing, that even cause possible?
3: Because for the longest yeah, that's time... That's actually a really good question. question. Dexter's finale has long been been set as the gold standard of how to completely ruin a show. It, like, yeah, no. The finale is the worst. But then Game of Thrones came along. <laughs> They're always compared. They're always,
4: always compared. Always.
3: So always compared. The reason I think Game of Thrones is worse is that Game of Thrones is so the whole thing is so about what the ending is going to be like, right? That's the whole,
1: it's literally the name of the show.
3: right? Right. Right. So the ending being as botched as it is for game of Thrones retroactively destroys the rest of the show. Like I will never sit down and watch the first season of game of Thrones again, even though it's a great season of television, because I know this is all leading to, to nothing. Dexter,
0: I hate that that's finale. A really good
3: point. I really hate that finale. And I watched half of the series again when I got the Blu-rays before I decided to do the podcast. And then I watched it again and spent hundreds of hours editing and talking and posting right. and doing it again. So, you know, I still care about that stuff. Um, whereas with, with Game of Thrones, like, no, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money to do a, like, I would come and do your, you know, your Game of Thrones podcast, and I'd just be the Norm McDonald pigeon from the Mike Tyson series. And just sit there and be like, Yeah, you like this, this scene with all these horrors? <laughs> we're having we're having fun watching horrors right now, aren't we?
1: <laughs> the the most amazing sorry, the <laughs> most amazing thing about Game of Thrones, and and I guess to your point I can't believe the damage the finale did where it essentially left pop culture. Like, yeah, just it just we went from an obsessed Sunday night. You're in your seat. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, you're so out of the loop. Like you can't even talk. You can't even be in the car. You can't be with the cool kids. Yeah. To it's like it never happened.
4: Yeah. Uh, Just the other week,
1: we're having a discussion of the greatest shows. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. there saying, I think Sopranos and The Wires, 1A and 1B. You could flip-flop. And we're going through other shows. And it's like, hey, what are we missing here?
0: Oh, my God. we No one even brought up well, Game, Game of G- Thrones. G- you know? No, it, that's exactly what it was, though. Game of Thrones went from literally when I would be driving to work in 2000 and what – like 2013, driving to work, the radio station is doing nothing but talking about this, oh, this happened on Game of Thrones and this season. I got HBO literally just to watch Game of Thrones. Like that was really the only reason I got HBO at the time. It went from that to when people talk about Game of Thrones, you are like, oh, shit, I forgot about that show. Oh, that was on, right? That had the, the dragons and stuff. Like people don't talk about it.
3: Yeah. It, the closest thing I can compare it to, like in other pop culture stuff, is the difference between the way people feel about the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies.
0: That's, yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Where everybody is still all about the Lord of the Rings movies, and the Hobbit is always just mentioned as an afterthought. Like, yeah, they did this. It was an experiment. It was bad. It was a mistake. You know, it's the same people and a lot of the same ideas and technology, but... They did it. They did it bad the second time, but thankfully <laughs> they're two separate trilogies, and you don't have to see the the bad one. You can just see the good one, and you know, like Star Wars, it was. I was a just about to say, right? It was a prequel that we went into. Whereas when you make a sequel to something, then you start retroactively, you have that potential to retroactively uh, destroy it again, <laughs> and so. Uh, one of the things that I did on our podcast when we were going through season one was that uh, I realized a lot of complaints that I had at the end of Dexter had actually always been there. And I just never really noticed them because yep. the the acting and the writing and the directing made up for a lot of faults uh, early on. But those things become so much more apparent when they're just holding on to nothing, when they've got no bones to them at all. Um so that was interesting to me that, like, it didn't retroactively make it worse. It just made me that much more clued into, like, oh, this show always had problems, but it overcame those problems and, and became something that, you know,
1: we enjoyed. Do you see some of that in this episode we're about to
4: discuss? <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, me, let, me, let me take that moment there to, let, let, I want to uh, sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? Transcend? whatever transition. the word is transition, transition. thank you transition uh, into speaking two of star things. wars screen swipe <laughs> okay <laughs> into two things one um, colton <laughs> had sent me something that I want to bring up on air and I forgot I was going to br- mention it at the beginning of this episode colton but I'm going to say that this episode is actually sponsored um can I say happy cup by Jess yeah yeah you yeah yeah follow uh their instagram is at happy cup Happy Cups by Jess. I'll link it in the show notes, but Colton and I guess Jess sent me these cool as shit mugs, which may not work out in the Zoom where it has, and there's like blood at the bottom. So you're drinking, she sends you blood to drink. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, (laughs) And has my name on it, and for some reason (laughs) um, She Who Won't Be Named (laughs) She Who I don't know who that is, but I think she used to be a guest on here. Uh, also, has a very cool one. It's sure. cool. It's, I, like I, like
0: I, a, it's like a. It's like What is it? What is it Um, like lava lamp. Like a lava. A, yeah, lava lamp. Like, lava lamp, like, lava lamp of blood. That's killer. We yeah. Need that. There we go.
1: Um, so yes, like I said, uh, I'll I'll link her stuff in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Maybe we'll do a little giveaway she, with this. Colton she needs
3: to do a. Yeah, uh, I can definitely a, talk to her about that. She needs to do a new blood themed one. Oh, for
1: fans of the show. I see. Yeah, that's Ooh, great idea. Yeah. So I'll link her stuff in the show notes. Um, thank you, Jess. Thank you, Colton, for sending that. It's it's really cool. Like, um, it's funny. Like I, you can't see it now, but it's like my ice. Wow, it cuts off the ice water exactly. But it's, it just literally <laughs> looks like blood. <laughs> yeah, it's just blood. You're
2: just holding blood. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, now let me that's get the cup funny. she sent me. Um, <laughs> So we are here. Let me do my little things here, so I can see where we're at in the episode. We are actually here, despite everything we just spoke about. We are actually here to discuss season eight, episode nine. And very nice. Every episode, I start to say, "Wow, this is where the decline (laughs) happens. This is where the decline (laughs) happens. This episode." More so than any others, I made sure made sure Marissa to watch with me. Straight up laughing, like I'd be like, "Watch this! Watch this! Watch this!" And it's Hannah in a bright pink dress, and she's like, "What?" And she just starts laughing.
3: That, that's her incognito mode.
1: <laughs> let me let me let me start here, and then we could get into more specific stuff. Does anyone have a positive slash highlight from this episode? Is there something you'd be like, you know what I actually did like?
0: Ooh. Um, I yeah, I'm actually, a I'm, sound. yeah no, I'm actually really trying to think. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm actually really trying to think now. Uh, I, I have
1: one I have one thing, but it's it gets swallowed by everything else. But if by any chance yeah, something you go and I'll think of something I liked that I don't think it's properly this is this is such a backhanded way of saying this. I like how there's like this sort of uh, he was so smart to do the thing with the DNA under the table. It was very convenient plot-wise, but the idea that while I don't think he ever got trained in doing this, but the idea of like that Zach he's such a twisted person that he was like able to put I don't know how uh, we I got a perfect piece of hair. hair. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's like that's like decent." It's very right. convenient. That's like the most positive thing I could be like. I kind of like that. All right,
3: I've I've got <laughs> one. It's it's it may be more tenuous than yours. Um, mine is that uh, I always love when the show brings out Scumbag Quinn. Uh, so. <laughs> My my positive is the scene where uh, Quinn invites his ex girlfriend to meet his cur- current girlfriend because <laughs> Scumbag <laughs> Quinn is awesome like that. So good, so good.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyone else with any positive? Because uh, um, I
2: I I do have a bit of a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, for the last, you know, season and a half, uh, Deb has been having a rough go of it, mm-hmm. and this episode gives us a a bit of a return to how good of a detective Deb actually is. Like, there's a reason Deb exists. Right I know right. that and this yeah. this episode brings it back, and and Jennifer Carpenter is is just phenomenal in this role. Like, it, it was. I can't imagine somebody else taking that role and and this episode reminds you of, you know w- when when Rita died, there wasn't Dexter kind of like didn't have a heart of the the, the show didn't have a heart anymore and and Deb became that. right. And uh, f- from being beaten down and and just everything that happened in season six and seven uh, to see her return to form here. Uh, it was a very positive step for me.
3: You've
1: won me over. I'm taking that one.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking
1: that and one. Then, I mean, no, I'm taking that one. That's
2: a really good and one. Then, <laughs> and then Quinn kissed her and ruined everything.
1: <laughs> Scumbag Quinn. Damn it. So, so, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna say here, like, I'm not sure if we, if we all have one. Does anything? Anyone have anything negative about the episode?
3: <laughs> um, I, I have something really funny to here, I think. I, I I think I have the perfect the perfect way to to, to transition us into talking about uh, the episode itself here. So um so obviously Aaron and I have not rewatched this episode for over two years. Um I haven't seen anything from season eight. I, I almost took a, a video of me opening the extremely dusty uh Blu-ray box set that I have of Dexter, uh, so I could crack out that last Blu-ray and and watch this this episode. Um, I wrote probably a quarter of my notes for for tonight after watching the recap. Okay, just just watching the recap was enough for me to be like. I went into this existential like what are they doing
4: what what
3: on earth are they doing okay so they added so many characters in this season of the show the recap has Deb and Zach meeting long enough to say who the fuck are you before he's killed off at the end of the last episode how many character deaths per episode are we up to is it more than one that's new um after killing Laguerta, did they feel like they desperately needed to develop new characters to kill them for them to be more meaningful? Like they had to develop them a little an episode or two and then kill them for them to be more meaningful? And then the other piece of this that I had before I even saw the first frame of this episode was the show has decided that <laughs> It needs to ensure that by the end, there's no one left that either suspects (laughs) or knows that Dexter is or was a killer. Right. Is left, even though he's dead and everybody accepts that he's dead. There's literally no one left that even has a night. even has a hmm. You know, I wonder if Dexter Morgan was the Bay Harbor Butcher. There's there's no one left. Everybody that has that knowledge or or that suspicion is either dead or written to the point where they just don't remember or care anymore. Like Quinn was on to him for a while there, and he's just not like anymore. two episodes.
1: Yeah. So so it's something that I I've brought up at nauseum, and basically at this point, whenever we have someone on, like we had Slip on last week, and now we have you guys on, we all say the same thing, just in a different. We just word it differently. I always say Dexter never gets; he always gets away scot free, no matter what happens. Everyone around him gets shit on. That's, Dexter never does.
3: That's what ruined season two, and it continued to ruin the series from that point forward. They <sighs> they made him into Batman instead of Dexter. Right. He, well, and,
0: he always gets away. And doesn't that, that even? Kind of happens in this episode where when um, Deb goes up to uh, to to talk with him, right? She, she goes up. Well, she's originally up at the um, the uh, police station to talk with Quinn because Quinn suspects Zach or whatever, right? And she apparently just gets to walk into the laboratory without being escorted, even though she's not even an employee at the time, which blew my just mind. Just like Trinity. Just like yeah, Trinity. Yeah, just like Trinity. An, an employee even says, who are you? And Wait. she tells the person to fuck off or whatever, because that's a reasonable. The security of Miami <laughs> Metro. <laughs> <In-Metro, yeah>. Forget <laughs> oh, the forensic. It's a forensics lab, you know, cross contamination, nobody cares
2: about. Arthur, Anyways. <laughs> Mitchell walked in the front door. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: she walks in FBI but, had a manhunt <laughs> and he just
0: walks right in Go ahead, um, but when she goes in there because she even mentions like because you know uh, and I was laughing I listened to y'all's uh two episodes of y'all's uh, podcast this one and the next one and I was really laughing at y- y'all brought this up how much time she's needing everything's about time y'all kept going on about that I was like I didn't realize how much she says I just need more time like it's like ever <laughs> So episode uh, after
3: episode she needs more time <laughs> But she, and she the Angel just gives her the badge anyway.
0: Yeah, it just gives her the badge because that's completely normal. So, But before that, she's in the laboratory. She's talking with Dexter. And the Dexter even says, like, oh, yeah, um, oh, well, don't worry about Zach. I've killed her. or uh, He's dead. And I took her to the body. She's like, that's why I can't be a cop. You know, I, I'm constantly going to have this. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a really good statement she's saying. It's, it's, a, it's a fair statement for the show. She does want to be a cop, but she's actually making a reasonable judgment and saying, you know what? I can't be a cop because of this. And it's not until he's leaving that all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I'll be a cop. So Dexter wins. Dexter, it's always his thing is what wins in this. Yeah. It it, it pisses me the fuck
3: off. (laughs) Dropping into it like I did, um, coming in, you know, and and having not watched it in forever and and having written it off as something that I'd probably never see again. um, The way that I can sum up this episode... as quickly as possible would be to say that everything in this episode is tell and not show.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Everything is conversation, conversation, exposition, exposition, set up for the next thing. Remind the viewer that, that this is why Dexter's doing what he's doing. Cause he needs to do this, to do that, to get this person to do this thing so that he can go here with Hannah and Harrison. And that's what they want. And, and it just keeps doing that there's literally one action scene in the entire episode it comes at the 50 minute mark i'll talk about it when we get there because it's amazing
1: (laughs) so to your point right (laughs) let, let, let let me give some let me give some of this episode shape and form and you are perfectly wording what my first thought of the episode is where it's tell don't show the episode starts out it's hannah and dexter in bed and hannah is telling dexter I know how much Zach meant to you.
0: <laughs> what? Like <laughs> I, I, he was literally I, about to kill him forty-eight hours ago. Literally. <laughs> and then, and then
1: we transition to Zach's oh. lab, Zach's
3: photography while, thing. While you're while you're there, um, where in the fuck does Hannah have? extra money that she's squirreling away with
1: Arlene wait I, I need to save that because I, I please put a pin on that because there's okay. something Fair I right. realized I was like I, th- this just got dumber that I didn't even think it was possible okay so we're at Vogel we're at Zach Hamilton's um, photography
3: studio photography studio that no one born after 1975 <laughs> would have like no one develops <laughs> pictures like that as a teenager in like a mall studio space for himself (laughs) like in Aaron's background by himself like (laughs) developing studio (laughs) developing pictures
1: in in his studio to me the biggest thing is deck and the show the Dexter show has always played with time and I, I feel like this is something Colton you tend to bring up and I always let it skate by me but while I'm sitting here whatever what you know watching it, the ep- last episode ends where Dexter takes Hannah, Vogel takes Zach back.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's say, God, I forget what time of year this is. Oh, this is like August. So it's basically dark from like 8 p.m. to 7 a.m., 6 a.m., give or take, right? Okay. This brain surgeon went to Zach's studio, killed mm-hmm. him, brought mm-hmm. him to Dexter's, after opening his head, left went back and cleaned up the studio so much that when Dexter gets there by morning time, it's like nothing ever happened. How? Well, Is not only okay. the
0: time frame of like, not only that he was, was would... willing, he was willing to kill Zach, get Zach's body into his apartment, which we'll forget how whatever it was that he got that and didn't get noticed. Got the body in there. Dexter then discovers it takes the body back out by himself, doesn't get discovered, we'll forget that, takes him out into his boat, drops him off, then takes the boat back in, goes and sleeps with Hannah a second time that night, even though he was really fighting it that first time. They wake up in time in the morning because everything happens in the morning in Dexterverse where they go and get donuts before school because that's totally logical. And they have time to get to his apartment prior to Deb getting coffee at the Miami Metro PD early in the morning to meet Quinn, when Dexter's already at work. It's impossible. It makes no sense. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
3: The only way I could explain it, uh, that that he would be able to move the body, uh, kill Zach, clean up all of the stuff, and, and get the things where they need to go, is that the actual reason that he's the brain surgeon and he's pulling that piece of brain out of people is that he also has created a sonic screwdriver-like device <laughs> that he plugs into that portion of the brain, and that wakes the person up, and then they are his slave, and they have to clean up their own murder scene <laughs> before he takes it back out and leaves again. So,
2: we can have Bernie's just kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So that's the, the way it works. works. For that. Like, make my cannon. Let's just make. Them
1: two. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as I was mentioning earlier, Zach was able to get some DNA for Dexter to pull. We get this sort of familial match with Vogel. Vogel tells this story of how her highly intelligent son, and this is where this is where I, I'm getting into territory of like uh, part of partly of why I have get where we have you guys on is so like you can lessen the blow, and if you don't think there's something worthy to bitch about. Tell me to move on. Okay. The idea that this kid, okay, he's highly intelligent because he's a high crazy so uh, psychopath. He faked his death in a burned building, and was able to get a passport to come back to America. Mm-hmm. How? You know? Do you know? Do you think you could make get your own path a fake ID in 2013? Well, God knows when this guy came. But you know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like we just skipped
0: the whole part. Well, let's not even include that the fire happened at an insane an insane asylum or an asylum, whatever she calls it, because it, it happened right. in Europe. I remember her saying that it happened in Europe because when he pulls up the death certificate, it's Oliver Saxon, it, and it says something about UK or something like that. Yeah, so he, he stole he stole the body. So the, all of this or the identity while in the UK. So. Mind you, he switched IDs with somebody that died in the fire. Apparently, they didn't care. They're like, ah, eh, five people died, six people died, same thing. Like, they, how does this guy fake a death like that? It makes no sense to me. They, they just all of a sudden didn't count the bodies right? I, I, I don't understand how he this happened. Or am I, am I just thinking too much into this? Um, you're thinking, which is
3: the problem. <laughs> yeah. The the writers desperately want you to move on to the next plot point, uh, and I'm which is so, why uh, they don't spend any time talking about it.
1: And I'm so I'm so glad you brought that up, Dale, because the next plot point is Vogel hands Dexter a baby picture of her son, mm. and Dexter, this software we all have, uh, you know, if you, if you have anything above Kirkland's Windows special, Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> anything anything above Windows XP and. Since he hasn't spoken enough, I want to give the floor to Aaron here. In maybe one of the craziest scenes in television, and not like crazy, like I can't believe that just happened, end of season one, Game of Thrones, Dexter has software that... I don't even know how to describe this because it's so insanely crazy.
3: It's essentially like a really really bizarre Photoshop filter system my, that's, my wife like, said that's Snapchat. How they drew the interface
1: it was like a snapchat filter yeah Aaron, they
3: drew it to look like Photoshop
1: Aaron reminds- do you remember the first time you saw this and just put us there if you could even remember the first okay. time you watched this
2: so I, I can't remember exactly the first time I watched this um, it would have been when it aired. But mm-hmm. um, I can tell you how I felt rewatching it, yes. um, and rewatching it made me think of the the movie Hackers. And, uh, <laughs> how everything in that movie was just not how computers work, right? And, and I was like, "Yeah, this is it. This is this is it. <laughs> this is it right here." This. It, the best part is. They had the guy, the actor who played Oliver Saxon take a picture in the exact same pose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so when he compared the photos, it's the exact same head same turn. Same head or, turn, everything. everything. Like, how did this even happen? Who looked
0: at this I, and thought this is okay? It's okay. sad when they're making CSI look believable. That's how I view this. You're making I, this show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I said this last episode where uh, we talked about like social media ups where some company accidentally tweets the wrong thing um, and you think about like wow how many levels did of that did that pass through to get approved how when you're trying to finish a season how crazy at this is it that this got approved like the showrunner we're talking about right Clyde Phillips left Scott Buck is in at some point, They showed this to Scott Buck, and he saw them, (laughs) you know, triangles and you know shapes and ninety-seven percent match, and he saw that, and he goes, "Yeah, I like that." Yep, that's (laughs) good.
3: That that works. (laughs)
1: Um,
3: So when I rewatched this, um, because you you had given me like a little, uh, a a little bit of a heads up that this was going to happen in this episode, Mm -hmm. Um, when it got to the final version of the age progression. I just said Draco Malfoy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew like, he looked familiar, but it yes, looks,
3: it looks just about like anybody really. Um, the fact that Dexter can connects it to Saxon is, is bizarre. Um, but it's what the show needs to happen. You know, Hey, yeah,
4: well that, he, that's
3: what needs to happen. He had met the guy,
0: what twice, right? Like, yeah, like and, in and, passing. Like in passing, and his immediate thing, Cassie's boyfriend. Like, that was exactly like, oh, no, there's no way.
3: Well, and Cassie's boyfriend looks like, um, like low-rent Ryan Gosling. Yeah?
0: Yes,
1: yes.
2: I, I guess in, um, in theory, this was a decent idea. Um, in practice, it just didn't work. Like not only does it look like absolute garbage, uh, you just you have to make incredible logic leaps like that. Like Dexter just remembers this is a guy who, with everything staring him in the face, could not figure out that Edward James almost wasn't really there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he figured out that That Edward
3: James almost couldn't pop out of a trash can like he does.
2: Yeah, this guy was. Oliver Saxon, like, come on, man.
3: Yeah. Um, so, like, the police do have really advanced age progression systems and really advanced facial recognition features. Looking at this and how it was done, um, from a graphic perspective, you're absolutely right. They they had the picture of Saxon posed exactly the same. I'm I'm pretty sure that the amount of red eye that's in the original photo, the, the, the child photo is, is there to hide the fact that the eye color doesn't actually match, but also <laughs> because they've already, already in the child version, it's the act it's Saxon and the actor's eyes in the child photo. So the real magic is that they've, they've, messed up that eye that red eye on purpose enough so that as a human being you're watching those eyes and you're watching the face grow around those eyes and do everything and the eyes are always perfect and there's a reason because the eyes are always the same (laughs) they're just changing how much red eye there is and 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 the the brow doing insane things that brows don't do around it um as they as they build this insane draco malfoy character
2: You know, I I had a question while we were uh, re-watching this. Is Did they use a a, a stock photo for the child? Because if not, him seeing this probably gave him a complex. And just like, we need to check on him. We need to check. We need to find him and make sure he's okay. (laughs) Because, like...
3: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that picture on a milk bottle it was like. You're looking for what
2: now? <laughs> Every Have white guy
3: see- ever. <laughs> Are you possessed by demons?
1: <laughs> I think. I think to Arid's point, I think, and I think this is the best, the most positive way you could sum up season eight while not trying to be like to try to completely shit on it. Is I think season eight, to me, perfectly summed up is good ideas executed poorly. The idea of a Dexter protege, okay, the spiritual mother who was always there. Oh, yeah. The, you know, it, it's just a lot just that just sounds great. Like he said, like, all right, we're going to make this leap executed. I've I've been saying it for the longest time of well, season eight. Lazy. This is just yeah. lazy.
2: Well, you know, this is a, this is the second time they've broach the subject of Dexter taking on a protege because way back in what season two we had Jeremy Downs
1: oh season one yes 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 Jeremy Downs um... season one
3: and And that's that that idea comes from the books right because aren't Cody and Astor in the books like his proteges they're a little bit more sinister yeah yeah they have tendencies
1: right oh yeah yeah by like towards the end Right. right yeah
3: um, so, yeah, I, I wrote down when, uh, uh, before, when you were talking about the, uh, the blood that Zach put underneath the desk, Vogel says that Zach acted with extraordinary, calm, rational thought. And when you look at this whole episode, you just think, you
0: know, if only we had that. <laughs> If only Zach, if only Zach had been the one that was on charge of this whole show. Yes, if only <laughs> Zach had
3: been the Scott Buck stops here of this show. Um, because when the Buck stops with Scott Buck, to, Scott to your point, we we get the uh, we get this this horrifying photo, this uh, uncanny valley of of Saxon, Saxon Malfoy, the Slytherin version <laughs> of Saxon.
2: So, so, there are some things about that scene um him him putting the blood on the bottom of the desk uh that that are just weird um one uh I don't know if you've ever had blood on your hands, but when you have blood on your hands, it tends to get everywhere. There is no blood on the bottom of that desk except what right. what was put there. Um, but then after Dexter finds it, he he presents it, his his theory to uh, Doctor Vogel. He's like, "Well, um, you know, I'll take this back. You know, Zach uh, Zach probably left it for me. Um, I'm going or whoever the the, 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 the damn kid." I like it. Uh, I like I like uh, how he's giving up while he's talking. He's like, oh. <laughs> "I can't even with this." Go ahead. He, I'm he, sorry. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and check this. He left it for me. And Vogel says, "Well, if this is a clue, what <laughs> else would it be? What are you talking about? Why else would there be blood on the bottom of this desk?
0: What else could this possibly be other than a clue?" <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I
2: <laughs>
1: so ahead, some, something here, and um, we were talking a few episodes ago in the new Dexter trailer. I kind of like isolated some audio so you could hear the little Dexter theme pre- uh, presented a little bit more clearly. And I do that here with this scene in this episode that I, I don't know if you guys caught on, but um, Deb comes to interview Jamie and as soon as Deb walks Deb walks in the house, uh, we have this little um, from Harrison.
4: Look Aunt Deb, I can write my name. That's awesome.
1: So I I I, cl- I, I looked at I, I wanted to isolate it by itself, um, and I wanted to see exactly what was being said. So I, I don't know if you guys heard it, but I, I'm gonna play it here.
2: Look, Aunt Dad, I can write my own. That's awesome. Like I felt the same way. Like re- listening to that, as soon as he said that, I was like, "You can write yourself out of the show." And I, and I desperately wanted at that point
3: was for us to get the first ever Harrison voiceover. So we're hearing Harrison's thoughts right after he says that. (laughs) Look, Aunt Deb, I can write my name. In the snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, When, after after Dexter, I think it's after this scene that Dexter 100% confirms it's Daniel is Vogel's son. The way this show, and I, I guess we've, well, actually, I don't think we've talked about this part yet, but the show is trying to tell us it's like this big reveal, like kind of like a, 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 the way the ice truck killer thing went down. Like, oh my, like this is his, this was Dexter's brother. And w- while watching this, I got like, trying to like analyze it, right? Where we have to sit here and talk about it. I got the same way. You tell a story and you already told the ending, but no one caught on. Yeah. So you're just like, yeah. And then it wasn't him. And it's like,
4: oh, oh, that's <laughs> the
1: ending. Okay. Oh, this is the big reveal. This is the big reveal that this guy that we don't know is a lot of it. Same thing with Hannah. Once we get to her, I just don't care. It, it didn't make us care enough that like and there, this big reveal and it just doesn't they don't equal, you know?
0: Well, my whole thing on that, and I actually – I I have a whole, like, note on this is it would have been kind of interesting, I guess. It would have been, like, a little bit more of a, oh, my God, had there been, like, I don't know, a hint of her having kids before this episode? She never right. even hinted. Had, had she first been around Dexter and been like, you know, I had sons at one point. Had one of them lived, maybe they could have been – you know like you or you know something but no she's never once even made a hint of having a kids and then all of a sudden this episode oh well i had two kids actually one of them was murdered by the older one did i not tell you about him he was in an insane asylum oh but he died in a horrible fire (gasps) maybe it's him all in the course of two seconds oh okay
3: and then two scenes later we find out that Saxon is that son.
0: Oh my god, he right. is! <laughs> well, can, can, I, can
2: I ask y'all a question, Vic, Vic? Yeah. Um, do at this point, what we're episode nine? Do you even care about Vogel at this point? I don't
0: anymore, I'll be honest not anymore, at the beginning of the season absolutely at this point, her whole character changes this episode, it's like a whole new character to me, and I don't care about it Your
1: question is a valid question because I think the the finale just aired and I saw like my Facebook um, comments made on this day and what not to me, I was such uh, I spoke a lot about this last episode I'm a way different television viewer today than I was during this time Mm -hmm. I was holding hope that this is all going to be one huge blockbuster finale. Like, Vogel's going to take off the Scooby-Doo mask and it's going to be the Ice Truck killer and Trinity is actually Quinn and, like, you know, just crazy, like, it's not going to be this bad. To the point where, and I think, again, it happens this episode, I had this little thing in the back of my head. Matthews was somehow an over arcing has to do with everything because even there's been a lot of that like hey awesome. tell, tell me something tell me something about Zach where is Zach does you know um, before you tell anyone else that Zach you found you find Zach let me know first so I thought and, and the idea of like Vogel being the real Dexter brain trust so to answer your question it's not that much I cared about her I just thought she was another cog in the Dexter ending machine that I thought she was going to play focus more. Um,
4: so I thought this yeah. was just like another step it, into everything. It's, it's
3: so, it's so obvious in retrospect that they're trying to ape the ice truck killer storyline. So line. obvious, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do, and part of this thing where I was talking about, you know, right from the recap, where there's so there's all these new characters. You know, Vogel is a new character. Saxon is a new character. Um, Cassie is a new character. We just, we, we just are loaded up with them, loaded up with them. And then they bring Hannah back and there's all this. Zach is a new character. Um, they, they build all of this stuff in and it's almost like their idea was, well, in order for us to make the ice truck killer, uh, twist work again, we have to have a big enough cast of potential red herrings that it could be. Mm-hmm. So let's throw all of these people in there. Let's develop them all enough that they can be the villain, but keep them mysterious enough that that like we don't know everything about them. And so we're learning about Vogel even in this episode that she has these sons. And um, you know, to the point of of saying Vogel is a completely different character starting in this episode, she is because she served her purpose. All she yeah. was there to do was facilitate this twist happening and then once the twist happens they don't know what else to do with it right like saxon doesn't suddenly become more dangerous we're never afraid for dexter (laughs) at this point in the show sure sure no he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win
2: so um this is to my point um the reason i asked that question is the reason the ice truck killer reveal was so devastating is because it put Deb in absolute mortal peril. It, mm-hmm. it hurt Dexter. Like, it, it hurt characters we care about. Right. Nobody cares about Vogel. Saxon <laughs> just got introduced. Right. Nobody cares that Zach's dead. He just got introduced. Right. Like it's not this this is the problem with season 8 is that it's a fundamental uh, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what made certain things work. Yes. The yeah. truck killer worked because he had infiltrated every point of their lives. He was he was Deb's fiance. Like right. there was you couldn't have had somebody closer be in, in more of a, a striking range. Like mm-hmm. you just couldn't. And they have, they've tried to recapture that. They've tried to recapture that. And they've never been able to do it. And, Aaron,
1: yeah. Aaron, you made me think of some – I, I have this in my notes, but it ties in so perfectly into something I want to ask. And I'm not sure how much you guys remember the next three episodes, but I'm close to positive mm-hmm. – it doesn't answer my question as to why. So, season one, the ice truck killer, why he was doing a lot of that stuff was essentially toying with Dexter. Yeah. He chops them up just like Dexter. Who is this Dexter copycat? And how does he know so much? So, my question of this season, and it made me realize this episode why is Saxon killing anybody? Like, why is he doing this? He knows where Vogel lives. He's in her computer. He hacked the mainframe. I don't I don't understand what was the point of the brain-surging kills. I like I guess now I'm asking because I don't understand even even the poor excuse that the show gives us. Do you does anyone have like an answer like why is he doing these kills? Like why does the show think he's doing I it? I kind of do. Like what's his motivation for killing if if the goal is to get with his mother? I again I, I guess I'm I should I should have a little bit better understanding of the next 3 episodes, but I'm almost positive in my head he's killing to kill because we're in a show about Dexter, so he's killing. I just don't think what was the motivation he kills Lyle just Sussman? There's a little bit more than that. Yeah. Oh, there they, is. Okay, they ver- okay.
2: They verbalize it pretty verbatim. Uh, uh, in the next two episodes. Okay, okay. then I'll take back okay.
1: everything. Uh, okay. I, I just I don't remember it as they well have, as I They
2: have reasons. They're not good, yeah. um, no. but
3: they
1: do have them. Okay, yeah. okay. It, I, take a, you, I take back When
2: everything. you hear it, what it probably was is when you heard it, it didn't make sense to you because it, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Okay, uh, okay. It, it that's doesn't probably raise I the stakes.
2: Remember. It doesn't, yeah. it, you know, it's just another,
3: like, and then he was doing it because of this. And then, hey, look over here. Hannah's doing something. Let's watch Hannah. She's pretty, right? You like that? Okay. Great <laughs>
1: transition. Great transition, Dale, because <laughs> I think something that we had not talked about yet this episode is the other, sort of like the other side of this episode is Hannah. And I asked you earlier to put a pin on it that Hannah has half a mil just sitting there from her friend Arlene. A few hours prior to this episode beginning, Hannah was ready to get on the plane.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: No mention of the half a mill. <laughs> like what changed? She was she and was, she wasn't gonna get on the plane with a plan to get the money. She was getting on the plane. The so, half a mill gets brought up hours later.
3: Magically. She she says in that scene that I was that I was talking about before when they're in bed at the beginning that she can't withdraw any more money from her dead billionaire husband's account because he's dead and she's on the run and they know who she is like Kenny Johnson from The Shield is mm-hmm. the marshal chasing her in this episode and uh, uh, she says just like you know, in passing, you know, sort of like, you know, you know, I, I I did have this 401k from back when I worked at, at um, she's like, I was sending some money to Arlene over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why Arlene has, has nicotine patches now and lives in a nicer house, um, than she did before, uh, so that we can bring Arlene back and, and, and have that, that Funny little scene with with Dexter and and the the Clayton. Deputy Marshal, mm-hmm. yeah, Clayton. Uh,
0: so yeah, he looks like one of the Winchester brothers from. Sorry, he looks like one of the Winchester brothers from Supernatural. Every time I see him, he's got like the same outfit on him. I'm just like, oh wow, like I didn't realize Dean and Sam had a had a third brother. That's cool. <laughs> sorry, I I'm can sorry.
1: I can probably give you guys the space to talk about everything more if I just get this out at the beginning. <laughs> I've complained about this the last two episodes. Yeah. The idea that a federal marshal is out hunting Hannah. I mean, I think Dexter says, like, she's too dumb to still be in Miami. I've said this again. This is multiple episodes in a row. This episode, it actually elevates because she was wearing white previous episodes. Mm -hmm. A neon pink pink dress. Tall, beautiful, and blonde.
0: Well, isn't this the episode they have? He has, like, the two... Like, the passports next to each other. He goes, he's like, they do look a lot alike. That's because they're the same person.
3: (laughs) In this episode, and this is what I was getting at when you asked me to put a pin in it before, was that, so, they have the scene where Dexter is with Arlene and Hannah at Arlene's house. There's a knock on the door. Dexter, who has just met Arlene, says answer it pretend like you haven't got a care in the world and they they improv their way through talking him out of it and making it look like dexter is you know a quinn level scumbag (laughs) you know moving on to another another you know trashy girl or whatever um he leaves and immediately hannah and dexter go out onto the street in daylight to get into his escape, which I've always loved that he drives a Ford Escape after he's wrecked like several cars. Now he drives the Escape. Uh, she comes out in that. In that okay. <laughs> she comes out in that. Uh, uh, thanks for the bad joke, Corn. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs>
1: neon she pink. Comes out in that,
3: in that neon pink really dress, and yeah, she's a beautiful blonde woman, and yeah, I think. In my head, even watching this again and remembering like how stupid the writing is from seeing Kenny Johnson, the guy who plays the Marshal Clayton, um, from seeing him in other things like other well-written, awesome things like the shield. He was one of the regulars on the shield. I think that him telling Dexter that she must she she must be out of town by now. You know, forget it. I think that's a ruse. And that he's setting Dexter up to fail, and that he's gonna be sitting there, and that's what the end of that scene is gonna show. That he's been staked out there because he knows Hannah's in that house. Mm-hmm. He knows it, and he's got him. Because we need that person in the story at this point. We don't have that person. There's no Lundy. Miami Metro is completely inept. There's nobody left there that right. that is gonna figure this out. And so you need a new Dokes character is this sort of threatening, but on the authority side, not on the psycho killer side. Yeah. We have no fear of him taking out a psycho killer. He's he can do that all day long. Mm-hmm. But him keeping his reputation, that's something we haven't seen threatened in a while. And that is the thing that they just completely gloss over and forget about for for all of this season at least,
2: if, so, uh... if not more. I have a couple things to say about that. Um, they've already introduced that character. That character is Jacob Elway. Right. He, yeah. he They just, is they just like,
1: amped up Elway.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's all about getting Hannah, and then Deb quits, and he's like, I'm still going after her, and then he doesn't do shit. <laughs> um, well, he handed it off to...
3: The, the yeah. marshal and the yeah. marshal says yeah. you'll, you'll yeah. get your Marshall money so that they can kill the marshal and keep Elway in the show for some reason. Huh.
2: But uh, then you know you were you were talking about like spoilers. He, Sorry, him. I don't
3: know. If we're supposed
2: Wait, to what, happened? what happened? Hold on. What? No.
4: <laughs>
2: you were you were talking about him leaving and then right, him and Hannah like immediately leaving after him. Mm -hmm. As we discussed earlier, time doesn't pass in Miami correctly. There were six (laughs) hours between him leaving and them leaving. Right. Oh yeah, they
3: cleaned their entire house. They cleaned Arlene's entire house of DNA before they left, so it's all good. (laughs)
2: Oh man. Yeah, it's just again, things they didn't think about. They were just trying to get to the end.
1: And and, and to your point of there being any threat, and I feel like other shows, not even great shows, good shows. When you start paying attention to detail, you, you, oh, I, I, In podcast form, this is a terrible way to go about this. How does it get past that she's wearing a bright pink? Like she's not hiding. Like they, they're like, uh, like you said in the beginning of this episode, Dale. They're telling us she's hiding. But they're not. She went from white to neon pink. Um, it's,
3: it's all the tell-out show,
1: right? Qu- so that should be a quality control thing, where it's like, okay,
0: at the everyone, the put a ball cap on her. Like, get the well, her than-
1: hair. Make yes, yes anything,
0: anything. So this
3: is this is a thought that I had watching through this and 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 trying to follow all uh, because it's all expository. Every scene is mm-hmm. expository until the one action scene, which we haven't even gotten to yet. Because the show hasn't gotten there. It happens at the 50-minute mark in this 55-minute episode. Like, this is a long episode for Dexter, even. And they still haven't done action. And what I mean by that is, all of this is dialogue. All of this is is explanation, exposition to to the, the, the plot. And if you took all of the plot from all of the dialogue and all the exposition from this show, just this episode, this one episode... And you handed it over to Vince Gilligan <laughs> over at Better Call Saul or at Breaking Bad. If you handed him all of this plot, okay, he would turn it into at least a season's worth of episodes. At mm-hmm. least 10 episodes. And every one of these reveals and conversations would be part of an elaborate Set up where we're watching Hannah planting the flowers that she's going to use to make the poison that that right. puts Vogel to sleep. Like everything is going to be crafted to this level, where you're watching s- visual media, not people sitting and talking to each other, <laughs> not 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 people um, staging a radio play. <laughs> they might as well have the scripts in front of them. Like the, the artifice of of what they are doing is so so absent from the visual aspect of of television that it's it's you can put on headphones, you put on wireless headphones, and let this bitch play and just walk your house, and you're going to get all the information because nothing so, visual is interesting <laughs> or. Uh, oh, sorry.
1: Let's you know. let's stamp let's stamp your point and sort of close out Hannah before we get to the end of the Dexter storyline where it it's it, it happened while watching and it made me realize why she said this. <laughs> we got a scene of Dexter and Hannah, and I'm talking. I, I I should have timed it right, but I think it's within ninety seconds of them dialogue speaking. Hannah brings up moving to Argentina. And Dexter agrees. Now, I know, like, there could be, like, an in love thing where it's like, I'll do anything with you right now. Like, yes. And then, you know, wow, that was crazy what we talked about. This actually happens. Um, Just the idea where it's episode nine.
3: He throws out he throws out Argentina in one scene as where she should go. And she she loves on him for that. And then in another scene, she says, "You and Harrison should come with me," and he agrees to that. So they do at least break it up into those two bits. But it does but happen. If you, if you're in your
1: fast. in your example, if you had wireless headphones on and you were cleaning your house, you would probably have to go back to the TV and rewind. I think my audio skipped. Did Dexter just agree to moving to Argentina? <laughs> like, definitely, my disc skipped. The stream and buffered or something, and you missed a giant piece of dialogue. Yeah, I have nothing else to say besides crazy. that's crazy. <laughs> like, like, I, I want to like sit here and like parse everything out smartly, but like, I, I ain't got anything. I don't got no.
2: He, he he's an absent father, so really, what does he have to fight <laughs> for in my? It's so
1: great how little he has to do with Harrison. It's, it's
2: <laughs> like he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, such
1: he, he owns father. this
3: woman named jamie <laughs> this
1: this woman or slave
3: yeah <laughs> well, i mean that's that's how we you know we say What's it that? now that it's it, it's the 2010s at this point you know you don't say slave it sorry a woman <laughs>
1: sorry sorry
2: <laughs> they they allude to it in one episode didn't she buy the apartment next door i
1: think he bought it for her
2: yeah yeah how much money does he have
1: <laughs> that's another he's, thing he's, uh
0: We've we've been discussing that so much. Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah.
2: have uh,
3: he doesn't have extra Arlene money sending. Right, he doesn't yeah. have that much money.
1: Um, so that, I mean, to to close out the Hannah storyline, and sort of come to somewhat of a conclusion of this episode. Vogel and Dexter cook up this plan where Vogel's going to meet Oliver at this restaurant mm-hmm. through her blog and since Oliver knows about it, and we've gotten a lot of this, you know, uh, does this song make sense to you? And we keep replaying this song. Dexter drugs Vogel so he can go meet Oliver by himself. And if I had the... uh, it's, It's too much work, and it ties up too much of my computer to actually display the scene where we kind of, like, watch and whatever... But the idea that this man just plays the same song in a restaurant, and Dexter is vetting him, stalking him, and he's – what would you guys say? Would you say that's 20 feet, 25 feet? Or do you think it's more like 50 feet from where Vogel's sitting? Uh, I'm sorry. Saxon, the brain surgeon, is sitting to where Dexter is.
3: Give uh, the show the the biggest benefit of the doubt you want.
1: 50 feet?
0: Yeah, I'd say like
1: 40, 40, 50 feet. Let's say that, yeah. And much in the same way, Hannah is wearing a bright pink dress. Dexter is wearing a bright neon blue shirt within eyesight. <laughs> Just but and I, you know what? I forgot to clip it. On top of all this, and I know you guys are going to talk about it, but after all of this, he slashes his tires. He gets away. They make Michael C. Hall, a.k.a. Dexter, say, Wow. He's good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. Because we weren't shown Lazy. that. Right, right. We weren't
3: shown that. Dexter has to tell us that because we aren't shown that. Oh, speaking the voice of things, Ooh, go Speaking ahead. of things we're not shown. Um, so uh, one of the things that I really dislike about the direction that the show goes after a certain point um, is... Dexter starts keeping secrets from the audience. Now, this has been a problem for a long time. This isn't new for this episode, but anytime Dexter keeps a secret from the audience, it bothers me because he shouldn't keep secrets from us. Um, he, he doesn't at, at the beginning. He, everything about Dexter, everything Dexter knows, we know. And once Dexter starts withholding info from the audience, it's, it's always a uh, deus ex machina type of deal. And it, it's, beautifully presented here in you know I just poisoned Vogel (laughs) or I guess he slashed my tires at some point you know wow he's good instead of us (laughs) learning these things with Dexter it's so the, the, the drugging Vogel thing is just next level stupid to me because of how Dexter doesn't tell us that's what he's going to do. We don't have a scene where he and Hannah talk about it. They bother to show us him doing it to Vogel. Right. Like that scene doesn't even need to be there. He can just explain that to us. Or, right. or we can just see the the end result of that, of her waking up and Saxon's at her house. And she says she was drugged and maybe she was, maybe she was. Like there's so many visual ways to tell that story. Yes, that are that are better than this. But we should know everything Dexter knows, and we should know when he gets to that point where he's going to poison her, or drug her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should know that that that's what's going to happen. Um, so I call the scene of of Dexter's stakeout the one and only action scene of the movie <laughs> of, of of the show because it's the only scene where things are happening that aren't dialogue. They're shown and not told. Mm -hmm. And it lasts about 90
4: seconds.
3: (laughs) It is Dexter outside, Saxon inside, Saxon playing the song, Saxon playing the song again, looking at his watch, looking at the clock, doing that thing. And again, here's where Vince Gilligan would have made this epic 18 minute standoff of him waiting You know, him setting up before, you know, all of this stuff. No, the show gives up on even that after about 90 seconds. And as Dexter say, he's been in there a long time playing that song over and over again.
1: After showing us the clock. Yes.
3: After showing us the clock. It's like Dexter. Dexter tells us what we just learned through visual storytelling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just in case we missed it. Hey, stupid audience! He's been in there a while. He's looking at the clock because he's been there a while. He keeps playing the same song—it's that Mama Cass song that we've talked about four times already this episode.
4: (laughs) And then he goes out
3: and he slashed the tires. And how the fuck did he do that? We'll never know.
1: I really don't have much to add, so I'll (laughs) let you guys take it. No, no, just because, like, I mean, like, I realized in an episode where we tried to. You know, we started, we tried to say something positive and whatnot. Um, I kind of don't have anything else on this episode, so I'm handing it off to Colton and Aaron here if they have anything about this spectacular 90-second action scene.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny
1: when you say it like that, and it's them walking. Go ahead.
3: I'm also giving them a huge benefit of the doubt. It's way less than 90 seconds.
2: <laughs> well, like, I, I don't have so much to say about that scene like that's uh-huh. that scene pretty much speaks for itself but there there's so many odd scenes in this episode and and one of them happens at the very end um when you know where it gets revealed that uh you know uh, Vog- Vogel tells to the camera Dexter you drugged me I can't trust you anymore and, <laughs> You need to to leave. We need to be reminded uh, of that, too. Yeah. So, like, we already know this, but, you know, hey, thank you for for telling us. And then she kicks him out, and it goes into Dexter doing his monologue um, while he's standing in her front yard and thinking. And it goes on for a minute or so. But he's just standing in her front yard. And then finally when he the voiceover is done, it cuts to inside the house and it shows that Vogel and the brain surgeon are both in there looking. And I'm just like, I can imagine how this actually happened. He he, she kicked him out and they're just watching Dexter randomly stand in their yard (laughs) and just stare off into the middle (laughs)
4: distance.
2: Just like not knowing what to do. Is is he okay?
0: Can he see in from out there? Should we stay away from the window? Who stands out there like that? What is he? A psychopath? Like what is going on? (laughs) Oh my god! Why why saying the word psychopath? Do something.
3: Saying the word psychopath. There is a hysterical moment where. Vogel waves away Dexter's attempt to describe what a mono- mitochondrial DNA search is. Star Wars. <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> takes the absolute longest possible way to explain to Dexter what a psychopath is. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my son is highly intelligent. right? right but he right. doesn't have empathy. And then she says the word psychopath at the end of this. And you're like, Yes, we know. <laughs> well, you guys have talked about how he's a psychopath. We've That's been the, whole point of the code.
1: <laughs> Our guest last episode wanted us to count how many times, and I think he did. He did it, but I'm actually going to clip it to have a mega, a mega cut of, of things repeated multiple times. He brought us to us this challenge of how many times does Dexter say he's going to kill the brain surgeon? So I started with this episode. He says it six times and I'll read what he says, but he says, I'll find him and I'll kill him. I'll find brain surgeon and I'll kill him. Saxon needs to be stopped. Uh, I killed the messenger. It has something to do with the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm taking care of Daniel. And then at the end, I'll kill Saxon. I have timestamps on all these because I'm going to make a mega cut of like how much this happens. One, I, I do, I do have one other thing to, to add to the, the episode. I don't understand. So you you guys have talked about how inept Miami Metro is. Does Deb being back on the force change the episode at all? Or or the the, the show? Like, she's kind of operating as if she's on it. You know what I mean? So the show is trying to sell us on the idea of like, I don't, she needs more time. Does she need more time? We're so confused about where
3: she
0: is. But but it not, change anything? Yeah. No, because she was on Miami intro already after she found out who Dexter was for a whole season. It doesn't change it. it I mean, her, going, her going to... back to it, it doesn't change it again. But they're they're trying to sell to us like Yeah, but because, it, that's because there's of a their shitty production staff. Debs. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it comes back to Deb's the heart of the show. This is a win for her. This is her returning to normal and that's okay. why it's important she has to be there so
3: that the finale can go down the way the finale goes down oh, that's man. the that's only reason that. man.
2: Oh, man. And that's, that's <laughs> true the reason she keeps asking for more time is because she's the voice of the writing staff Asking for more episodes so they can actually tell a decent story. <laughs> I didn't even get to bring up
0: my big observation for Deb on this one. You know, so she close, gets that close, close us out, please. that well, <laughs> no, this is gonna be horrible now that I'm closing it out on this. Is he gives her this badge as we had mentioned and She's, like, a little kid. Like, you know when you're that kid and, like, you get something in school and you just want to show it off but you don't want to tell somebody that you've been showing it off? So, like, you have, like, that back – like, your brand new backpack and you're just, like, going through the class. You're like, let me just grab my backpack and, like, you, like, slowly walk by. Like, she sets the badge down, opens it up and then, like, sits her keys on it and all of a sudden uh, 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 Hannah's over there and it's like, oh, you thinking about going back? Like, why even open it up? The, uh, the whole thing was just like, just showing it off, just throwing it out there. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna think about it. Just going to say it. Like, <laughs> like, why are we adding this, this pause, this little dramatic element to this? I know it it's not a good thing to close out on. This just me bitching again. But <laughs> I mean,
2: there's not much else to do at this. Point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there 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 really is I mean is there anything you guys want to bring up because I'm that was my last thing just i didn't think it affected I, uh, the show but please
3: i uh, uh i i want to go out and slash my own tires <laughs> um uh I wanted to bring back um and if if you guys listen to our episode you probably heard this but at the top of our our episodes I go through like a real quick bullet point list of just what oh, happened yeah. in the show. I thought, uh, I thought a couple of these would, would be a fun one to, to close out on. So, on this episode, Vogel had two sons, but one killed the other. Saxon may be the living son who faked his death in a fire. Dying in a fire sounds pretty good right
4: now.
1: <laughs> I think he closed this out. I there think we he go. did it. There he you go. did it.
0: Oh, guys, where go, where light of fire, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> where
1: can people find you once the new blood season starts? Um, if they don't want to listen to me and Colton do this. Um,
3: so, take all uh, of our
1: fans, take all five. <laughs>
3: we're our website is uh deeply discussing dexter com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Um, Deeply Discussing Dexter is our, our, our handle on there. Um, the Dexter podcast, we also posted in audio form on YouTube. Um, for some reason, we thought that was a good idea and we did it. Um, but we'll probably do it for the rest of the series now, um, just for consistency's sake. And so we can maybe get that one lady back um to to weigh in maybe she's grown up over the last eight years it's the same person
1: it has to be right colton i'll talk to you off off air it has to be the same one
4: Uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it has to be there there can't
3: there cannot be two of them many dexter super fans that listen to every episode of every podcast so I bet you there, it's the same.
1: There can only be two Vogel sons. It can't be three.
4: <laughs> and then uh, you have a deeply
1: discussing movies. I want you to plug that too, in case people want to listen to you there. Yeah. yeah that one's at deeply Um
3: And both, both uh, sites point to each other. So if you find one, you find them both. Um, that one's Facebook is deeply discussing. Uh, with nothing after it, just deeply discussing. Um, that one's not on YouTube, but it is on all the major podcast platforms. So cool,
1: and you'll find you'll find all their links in our show notes. Um, but uh, if any anyone has anything else, I think we could uh, just
3: to say thank you so much for having us. We
1: no, really thank appreciate you. being. Yeah, you guys no, helped thank you. you guys helped us so much this episode. I feel- <laughs> this just would have been me and Colton. God, I, I'm telling you, like, like now now having been able to talk it out, thank you. I, I didn't realize <laughs> how much I needed you. Like
3: <laughs> No problem, man. It, it's good it's yeah. good good weekly therapy for all of us. <laughs> yeah. This has been a
2: blast. I've i really enjoyed it, man. Like,
1: With that being said, we will talk to you next week, guys. See on triple